Hello and welcome to the Magical Midlife Podcast, where you get a refreshing, uplifting and optimistic perspective on life in your 40s and 50s. I'm your host, Lindsay DeSwart, and I'm delighted that you've joined us here today. So let's jump right in. Hi, just before we jump into the show today, I want to talk to you a little bit about Find Your Wings. And it's a program that I'm running this year, and it's to help women to really make the most of this incredible time that we're in. Outwardly, it seems like it's chaos and turmoil, and a lot of people are really struggling. But I want to help you really tune into the energy of the wisdom that nature and all the changes we're going through holds for you. So if you come over to Instagram, you can look onto the link for Find Your Wings or it's over in the Facebook group, Magical Midlife Group, and you'll find connections there for the Find Your Wings group. I'd love to see you in the group. We're just starting it now and it's going to be really kicking off at the beginning of Feb. I look forward to seeing you there and enjoy the show today. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Magical Midlife. I'm so delighted that you're back here again today. That's awesome. Now, today I'm very lucky because I am actually interviewing a teacher of mine, a teacher and a very wise lady who's helped me make some big shifts, which we're going to talk about. So today I am very delighted to welcome my guest, Prema Lee Guerreri. And Prema has done amazing work, but including writing some books. However, I would love Prema to share her story with us because it is phenomenal. So hi, Prema. Welcome. Hi there, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening in, everyone. Super, super thrilled to be here. You're so welcome. I'm thrilled that you're here too. (laughs) Awesome. So Prema, I would love for you to introduce yourself. I thought about how am I going to introduce you? And you've got so many aspects to your business and your life that I could tap into. That I just thought, actually, I'm going to let us be guided as to how you want to show up today and then where our conversation takes us. So why don't you start and just tell us a little about you? Beautiful. All right. So I am a, if you had to say, okay, like, what are you? What do you do? You know, which sometimes is a a challenging question for us because none of us want to be put in a box. And like Lindsay just said, yeah, there's a lot to me, you know, but I always just am willing to share what feels like would be useful for anyone listening in or anyone I'm talking to. So I'm a, a Vedic astrologer, a consciousness guide and a business oracle. And I use the science of Vedic astrology and my gifts of intuition to guide and teach conscious women visionaries to activate their divine gifts and align with their sacred wealth code so that they can unlock their soul blueprint for purpose and for prosperity. Because this is a paradigm shift that we're in, not just the last couple of years, but we've been in this for a long time. And I firmly believe the more that we can animate uh, and really walk our own true path, which is found in our soul blueprint. There's lots of different ways to look at that soul blueprint or access it. And that's why I help people to not touch in with that energy that they're feeling and then make sense of it and understand how to put their feet in the right direction and clear the obstacles out of their way that keep them from having that sense in the morning, like you wake up and you're, you're on purpose, you know why you're here. And you're also living a, a very fulfilled life. And I really firmly believe that it is the feminine in men and in women, but the feminine that needs to rise 
and the feminine, the divine feminine, not in the footsteps of the masculine and nothing against the masculine, but there's a lot of shadow masculine energy leading the world, but from a place that we're all discovering what it really is to be deeply feminine, to trust your intuition, to uh, walk with compassion, to be inclusive, and at the same time to really honor ourselves and put ourselves first. Because if we do, what's good for us, truly good for us, is really good for everyone. And if we are all caring for ourselves and caring for our surroundings and really contributing with our divine gifts, then this world is truly a better place. And you are really experiencing what the peace, the freedom, the fulfillment, whatever is most important to your heart. And that perpetuates the whole cycle of then your heart singing and you want to give more. So I oh, will end there then, shall we? We're good. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fantastic. Do you know what I love? I did a fairly deep shamanic journey this morning. And one of the things that came up so strongly was exactly what you just said, which is actually having to step out of the shadows in your true feminine power. And that is a huge part of the work, which is stepping out of the shadows. I'll talk about that a little bit more, but you did ask about my story, which has a lot to do with stepping out of the shadows. So we all have a lot of stories. And this is, I feel like I've lived many lifetimes this lifetime. And this is, this is one of the stories. And the reason this is a poignant story, because it really was the next evolution in me doing the work that I do that continues to evolve year by mm. year. But that really was the real turning point that erased a lot of the question marks that really kept me from um, really stepping into what I call my highest value gifts. And I want to be honest, that is a day by day journey because I still bump, bump into my shadow. I still, there are things that I need to overcome. I still have plenty of soul challenges to work with. And my gifts are continuing to expand and be more and more revealed to me. So uh, years ago, uh, I'd been a yoga teacher for many years, but I always questioned being a yoga teacher because it felt like there was so much more that I offered. I'd been in the study of of yoga and then Vedic astrology, which is another branch of yoga. It comes from the Vedas um, for many years. And I was, oh, whenever I would really question like, oh, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? I would really have that sit down with the divine. And I'd, I would always hear under the umbrella of being a yoga teacher, you can teach what you're here to teach. And that's continually being revealed to you. So I would make peace with that over and over again through the years. And then I had the opportunity. I had really outgrown my rented space. I was living on Bainbridge Island, which is uh, an island across the water from Seattle. And this, I was outgrown everything. And then it was, there was not a lot of buildings. And so there went, a, a building was going up. And my husband comes home and he says, um, he says, hey, babe, I, there's this, I really think this is the right building for us, for your center. And I, I went down there and I just couldn't see it. And I was kind of framed in and everything. I was like, well, where am I going to stand and teach? And this seems too big. And then I went back the next day because I just got that, that message. No, you need to look, you need to stand and look from another angle. And then I, and then I saw it, the vision opened up. 
So this was a big, beautiful state-of-the-art yoga center. I was, I, you know, I, I, during that time created um, a series of yoga shows that was on a local TV station. We filled them at the studio. I wanted to be live streaming. That was before I'm dating myself, but that was before you could live stream. That was I was going to say that was before online. live streaming was live streaming. It was, but that was that was my. I was. I've always been ahead of my cur- of the curve. And listening in, if you feel like that, you're on the leading edge. You're not alone. It just feels like you're alone. You're ahead of the curve, and you have to be out there, and you have to hold it on your own sometimes. And that's why it's important to come together with others that can help. Uh, you hold your vision or where you're just having the camaraderie of holding these visions on the leading edge. And you have to wait for the time to collapse in between. So I had teachers, I was training in my own methods. I had practitioners at the center. I mean, I had a place for my four children to come after school. I had two huge studios. This was just a, a beautiful place. And it was also a very high overhead. It was a six figure in sales business. But not a lot of that was coming to me and not enough of it. The energetic currency match was not aligned for what I was putting in. I was doing too much. I can wear a lot of hats. I have a lot of gifts. They're not all my highest value gifts. You have a lot of gifts, but they're not all your highest value gifts. Some of them were things I'm good at. I can run the show. I'm a great administrator. I've been hired for that. But that was killing my business in a way because, again, I only have so much bandwidth. I can only do so much. So things were starting to crumble down around me. I knew the cycle that I was in, you know, with my astrology. I knew that this was a challenging time. And I wasn't really open to the fact that my business was going to crumble. I tried everything I could to keep it afloat. We tried uh, making, and when I say we, it was me and the community. I'd built a beautiful community. And we tried to turn into a nonprofit. We, uh, I brought in a partner that deal almost went through and it didn't go through. It almost sold, didn't sell. And so I was doing everything I could to surrender whatever I needed to on the inside and doing my shadow work, really clearing things. And then one day I went to go and open the door for a 6.30 a.m. class And I just like came down on me, like just a ton of bricks. I heard it again, like you need to let this go. And when I say, let this go, I'd been trying to let a lot go. I do energy work, right? Yeah. Well, what I, I heard it a different way. No, I need to let this, this go, this whole, this whole thing I created. And that was just heartbreaking to me. Like I needed to let the business go. No one really knew how much I was struggling in the business. My marriage had crumbled during that time as well. Not, you know, it was related to a lot of different things. Mm. So there was a, I was going through a huge clearing. I didn't, and I was embarrassed. I felt like I failed. I felt like, yeah, I couldn't understand why it didn't work because I really felt like I was on purpose, but it just wasn't quite making it. How long did you have so, the business for? I had the business for five years. And so in that and, time, you built up the community. Yep. And at what stage did you feel that it was no longer, you were in alignment with it or that things were beginning to crumble? It was really the, the second, the last two years okay. that things really started to shift. But also it's interesting because during that time, 
I also, like I said, I worked at the local station. I created all these, these TV shows. I had people who would come and come to the center, like Indian musicians or, or, or people who were just really wonderful. They would find me like there was magic going on too. So it was really yeah. confusing because I was almost on purpose, but not quite. And my shadow <laughs> was blocking me and I didn't understand something else. as an aspect of my personal soul blueprint. I am a very hard worker. Mm-hmm. I can, I am a leader in community. I can hold up a lot. And for people who can hold up a lot, you will be given a lot to hold up. And I had to, in my, my mentor at the time, my, um, my Vedic astrology mentor was helping me to see that I was the king or queen pin in holding way too much. And in fact, I had a sign on my door, one of my dear friends gave me, and it was the queen of everything. And during this whole process, I ended up burning that sign because <laughs> I'm not meant to be the queen of everything. Yeah, I'm meant good to be metaphor. The queen of what I'm the queen of. So uh, this, this last two years, things started to really crumble. And then the, the financial burden was mm-hmm. now starting to become a debt instead of just kind of, kind of making it. So, you know, it was coming in on me. Now, this was a dark night of the soul. How do you know when you're in the dark night of the soul? Because things are crumbling around you because everywhere you're looking outside of yourself, you're not quite getting the information or the support you need. You're not quite getting what you need, like nothing quite does it. And so just like in the wintertime, and right now in recording this in the Northern Hemisphere, we're coming up on the longest day. The light is low. You have to sit with yourself for more hours of the day, unless you totally tune out, you know, and you're just on Netflix all the time. And that is a natural cycle that is meant for us to lighten our load, find the light within and be able to let go of some of the shadow of the darkness so that we can feel the light and realize that we bring the light. So when you're in a a dark night of the soul, you're going, you know, everything sort of crumbles around you and it's like, there's nowhere to turn except for inward. So I closed the center. And I, again, it was a very vulnerable time for me. My community yeah. was, was amazing at coming in and helping. And in closing the center, I just vowed I would stay on my knees until I figured out what was the missing link, because it wasn't clear to me what this, this should have worked. I knew I was on ahead of my time, but this should have worked, but there are no shoulds, right? So I even had to move home at that time. Like everything, like my landlords were moving back into their house because I had already weirdly sold our house, you know? So it was just like everything. So I'm single parenting. I go into private practice on my own, um, just enough of the time to really give myself the break that I needed to turn in. And what I realized after doing some deep, deep, deep clearing work and really sitting with my soul blueprint that I was in the shadow side of what I now call my sacred wealth code. I was in part of that shadow. So your gifts are locked up in your shadow, wherever you feel shadow, wherever your fears are, your soul challenges. And that's a whole other subject. Some of them were just, we just choose to deal with in this lifetime to develop ourselves. Yay for us. Right. So one this, of mine was, so sorry, I was going to ask, so is this a bit, a bit long, a bit along the lines of your message, your message kind of thing, as in the stuff that really challenges you is the stuff that you is here to teach you. Yes. Um, yes. But I would say it a little bit differently that it's not always what we're here to teach. It's what we're here to um, release. And then in that and access the gift that's in that and then, and then give that. So it's a little bit different. Your message, your message is, I want to say, and, and please don't hear me that I, I 
uh, I'm putting this down at all, but it's not very precise. It's like someone writing a book on how to find your purpose, or I can look at your chart, or I can teach you how to access that without even looking at your chart through a process. I do this in all my programs where you can actually foolproof access it, not from the brain, but really from the heart. So I want to say it's more precise because we can teach, okay, I went through this path. And in a way you could say, okay, I'm, uh, I'm teaching that in a way here. How do you get unlocked from your shadow? But I teach so much more than that, but it's really about your gifts. You're hiding behind parts of your shadow because you had programming, you have soul challenges, you had uh, ways that you were hurt traumas when you naturally were using those gifts early in life. Yeah. And then you, the ego goes in and puts a pattern on top of that to so-called protect yourself. Um, so we're not vulnerable to that. And then that goes like hiding your light, you know, hiding your light somewhere mm-hmm. and that's hidden in the shadow. So sometimes we're here to teach exactly what we've been through, but in releasing and working through your mess and releasing the shadow, we're unlocking more of our light, more of our energetic currency, more of what we're here to actually to give and to thrive with. And that may or may not be directly related to your actual mess, so to speak, although your message, your message is absolutely um, part of part of the equation. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. So will you talk a little bit more about, because you've mentioned the soul blueprint a number of times. So can you sort of explain what you mean by that? And then also talk about the sacred wealth code, because there are so many really fabulous little nuances on that. Um, And I've obviously I've, I've been through the book and I kept me company on my eight hour flight back from England recently, which was fabulous. But as I say, there are so many interesting nuances that you put on it. So can you tell us about that? I did stay on my knees long enough and did the work long enough to see where my gifts were locked up and to do the work to clear enough to be able to move forward and let go of being so independent. I've lived on my own since I was very young to be able to ask for and receive help to not have to do it all alone and not have to stand in the administrative position and stand and not hide my gifts of being an intuitive. I was really kind of in the closet about being an intuitive. People yeah. paid me well, but I was, a, I was a secret in a lot of ways. So what did I do? I borrowed uh, money from my dad for the first time in my life. And I hired a heart-centered business coach. I went back to work with my spiritual mentor. And within about six months period of time, I reorganized my life and my business so that I was um, I actually started to go online back in those days. I also held um, classes at my home that were, it's not, it's the full meal deal. It's not just yoga. We were doing all this internal work and, and working with some people with their businesses, but charging a much higher price and working with much with fewer people because I was interested in working with people. Yeah. I'm wired up to work with the people who are here to make a big difference. And I, I'm like that, that push that gets behind that wave. And I make a bigger difference by doing that. So I was able to do all that, which has, which was able to activate my journey to lead me to, you know, articulating the sacred wealth code and, and writing my book and journal and the Oracle cards, which is just a piece of my work um, to be known for supporting people in many different ways, helping to build um, transformational businesses, helping to heal relationships, and most of all, helping to become 
um, more embodied in your consciousness, which is very important. It's not enough to know. I really hope conscious women be able to close that gap between what they know and what they're actually being that embodiment so that their life does actually reflect or their business does reflect their gifts and who they truly are. So the uh, soul blueprint we all have a soul blueprint. We have choices that I, this is my belief system. <laughs> we all have a soul blueprint. We have soul choices that we made on a soul level to incarnate to on what we were to be a, a journey that we're here to take challenges, what I call soul challenges that we're here to move through during this time yep. to evolve, to grow. Yes. And and then we take a drink from the river of forgetfulness when we're born and then we're sort of bumping along the path. But I believe that you can feel your soul blueprint and Vedic astrology is an incredible 6,000 year old practice that comes from the Vedas, just like Ayurveda where Deepak Chopra made um, famous here in the West, the science of life. It's the science of light. And it is, um, in, it's an incredible lens that I can take my intuitive gifts and look through and get a lot of precision. So I'm looking at your soul blueprint intuitively and through the Vedic astrology chart, but I also teach people how to um, tune in, really tune in with their heart, get the answers, feel because you're feeling your soul blueprint all the time. It's like you can't see it, but you can feel it. Mm-hmm. You can put into how to put your steps on the path of your soul blueprint, whether you ever knew anything about astrology or not. So that's my belief around soul blueprint. And the great thing about knowing what the energy is that you're going through, what's coming up, or even what you've been through, it helps you to reframe, understand, take things less personally, and get to making the choices that you're really here to make during this time, or hold back in in if it's if it's not a clear period of time, and allow your soul to do the work under underneath in order to prepare yourself for the next you know steps forward. So soul blueprint, Vedic astrology, the um, sacred wealth code is based off a scientific principle that is in Vedic astrology, where your purpose and your prosperity intersect. Uh, it's where your purpose and, and prosperity either intersect or are placed within your Vedic astrology chart. I, you know, in my book, Your Sacred Wealth Code, Unlock Your Soul Blueprint for Purpose and Prosperity, I teach this in a very layman's way, meaning that it's a workbook. It's a playbook with a lot of processes, even a free portal where you can go and have me walk you through the processes without knowing one thing about Vedic astrology and be able to touch into these different parts of yourselves, your gifts, your shadow, um, your soul challenges, and understand what your sacred wealth code archetypes um, may be. So again, after looking and helping people with their purpose and their prosperity for so long, I started to see the these archetypes started to drop in, literally channeled them, and they are based off of some principles in Vedic astrology and some mythology, but written very much in the Western terms that people could relate to. I was grateful when the archetype showed up. So instead of me saying, you know, you're an amazing teacher, you have a way to communicate as a teacher, your, your special gift is to be able to really use your voice and communicate principles in a very practical way and, and on and on. Instead, I could give someone that I could look at their chart. I could give them the practical teacher, might be a practical communicating teacher. And 
they could read that description. We could talk about it. They could listen to it depending on how they're working with me. Mm -hmm. And it's an archetype. So even when I've said teacher about three or four times now, a different story opened up for each and every one of you. That's personal to you. That will expand over time. And even the way the archetypes are written within the book or within your sacred wealth code reading, it's a timeless language because it's archetypal language. It's a soul language. And it's meant to be that way because we can hear different things at different times. So it's another wonderful lens of, or tool, I should say, for people to have a communication with their soul blueprint, with their guides that really rule their purpose and prosperity. At the intersection of your purpose and prosperity, you could think of it as um, streets and a vehicle that get you to this intersection, but what lives there is your highest value gifts. And that's what I would see again and again and again. And if someone could step out of their shadow, really step into their highest value gifts. And because of knowing your sacred wealth code, we can articulate what they are. And if there's always a ping, you're like, Oh yeah, I know that's, I know that's me. Then in that you, you turning your light back on, you're becoming this beacon and you start to see things reorganized in your life, in your career, in your business, and that you start to feel that fulfillment, you know, you're on purpose and you start to feel that and have that prosperity come back mm-hmm. to you in a way that's unique to you because wealth prosperity is very unique to me. Wealth is whatever you need to fulfill your purpose. And it just translates for most of us into money because we use that as a common energetic currency of exchange where it's resources on every level of your being, including relationships and knowledge and, and so on. And have you, I guess, as you're walking the path with the archetypes, does everybody have their own unique blend of archetypes or is there some sort of commonality that you see? Everyone has their unique blend because everyone has a unique soul blueprint. Everyone has a unique chart. There are 23 archetypes, three for each planet, one for the north, one for the south, none of the moon, depending on where they're placed and who they're in relationship with. The, you know, I won't geek out on you, but there's a whole, I look mm-hmm. at every chart. It's not a com- computer generated thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, so there is a very uniqueness. Now, at the same time, you can go to my website and take the sacred wealth code archetype free quiz and get one of your sacred wealth code archetypes. It's designed in a way where because the questions that are asked and you know on a soul level that you will come up with one of your archetypes and you get some free training and that and such, uh, but it is very unique to the individual. Mm-hmm. And so what does somebody do once they've got those um, even like if they if they go to your website and get one free, how do they move forward from there? Well, if you get uh, one of your archetypes, you're going to get a download, uh, beautiful printout where you you can read all about your gifts. You can read all about your shadow. You can read all about and and there's some some questions to help um, ignite things for you. There's a few videos on the back end that'll help you to connect deeply with that. You can think mm-hmm. of your archetypes as guides. So now we've we've given. Uh, form. We've given a communication uh, style with one of your guides, with part of you, but in a way that, you know, it's, again, you can treat it like a guide. Now there's usually three to five sacred wealth code archetypes in a sacred wealth code, depending on, again, depending on someone's chart. Sometimes there's six, if there's a lot of planets grouped together, but, uh, and then sometimes we have them where they're they are together within the chart. So then they kind of work as a team. Like for instance, you know, you have in your sacred wealth code archetype, you have a social transforming, connecting teacher, great nurturer, and the teacher and great nurturer 
Uh, you also have an honorable warrior and a mystic that are together. And those 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 archetypes work hand in hand. I think what would be really useful is, is if you, you know, I did your sacred wealth code reading for you. Mm-hmm. And in that question that you just asked me, why don't you share what I didn't I didn't I'd enjoy if you would share it and I think it'd be more reality based. Um how that has been for you and what you know what difference that's made for you. Absolutely. So um, we worked together and I had a reading with you. So you gave me my archetypes um, that I have actually meditated with as well. So I've seen where they all sit together around the table, which was lovely. And I'd say the difference that it made to me was also because you led me through the meditation to connect with them and to progress with them, proceed with them. And actually what came out of it was something that I'd been resisting for a long time. And one of the things was being seen. So it was being seen through social media, which is something that I've dipped in and out of for many years, but had this very strange relationship with over the last couple of years. And actually what really the archetypes really helped me tune into was my communication my teaching, my healing, my taking a stand for what I believe in, which is a happier way of living. And all of that team working together, then connecting through my heart, it was just like, get on social media and do this. And it, <laughs> and it was such a very simple yet powerful message. And I can safely say within a couple of days, I booked the first live meditation healing within my Facebook group and things are growing from there. And it's only been a few weeks. It's been quite amazing. Beautiful. So I'm not here to ever give anything, give you anything that's outside of you. Um, Part of my wiring is bringing tools of enlightenment um, Mm -hmm. down here to earth in a practical way that you can use them. And enlightenment is bringing in more light. And when we're able to really step into our gifts and be seen, this is one, in fact, I have a whole module in my um, solutionary blueprint program around being seen for a reason, because I find most women and I work with most women I work with are empaths at some level. And in truth, most women are empaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a big thing because the problem is, is we're looking outside of ourselves to be seen. And the problem with that is we're going to see all the ways that we are we were hurt for being seen, which is just going to make us go back in the closet Mm -hmm. whenever we look outside of ourselves, or we have to put on a fake persona, act like someone else, be something other than we truly are, that Mm. it feels safe to be seen because we've seen other people be seen in that way. Mm. But when we can really stand in our gifts and come out of the shadow and during your reading, we did a deep piece of work to bring you out of the shadow. Mm. And then we can be that beacon of what our gifts are. And when we can get comfortable with that and even uncomfortable with that, but start to do it, we shine like this beacon. We put out a different resonance, a different frequency. And when we put that different frequency out, what happens is then we start to resonate back being, being seen in the world, which you just shared with me uh, this morning. Mm-hmm. So would you also be willing to share that? See, if you look outside first, you, what's happens, like when you start to animate your gifts, you look outside and you're like, oh, well, nobody, you know, or you get a bad comment or, or, or nobody sees you. You're like, you go back to the old ways, you hide. Mm-hmm. You have to do the work to actually really embody 
you're just be that brighter light, mm. like you're a stained glass window and we have to clean off those places. So your light can actually come through in your unique, beautiful ways. And when you're actually can hold that, whether someone is recognizing you or not is when you actually will be recognized. Mm. So we share with them also yeah. what you shared with me this morning, because I think it's really, it's, it's a real life example and it's really important. And it was so fast. That's what was amazing because it still felt like as soon as I started um, advertising this live and the healing, first of all, I never thought that I would do chakra healing on as part of my, as part of my sharing. Cause I always thought, Oh, that's too, you know, it's too spiritual for me. It, it, yet also one of my archetypes was the mystic. So like you, I have to actually own the fact of my intuitive gifts and not be the, in the closet with it because what, what's that all about? Anyway, <laughs> I know we're not alone. So as you say, so many women who are empaths, they either know it or they don't, but we've all got it within us. Anyway, so um, it was interesting. So I've started, you know, putting more out on social media. And then I went for a walk with a friend and she said, I love what you're doing on social media. And more than anything, she said, because I'd known her for many, many years. And she said, it feels totally aligned. It feels so that it's your voice speaking and you're speaking what you truly believe. And she said, it has a completely different depth to it than what you've done before. And how did that feel to get that recognition? By someone you actually really know that knows you. Yeah, I mean, such confirmation of actually being brave. Confirmation that it is totally worth doing this um, to share my, you know, to share my gifts and to share my mission in the world. And whereas before, I've, I think I have lit, I have put it in the shadows and I've tried to hide and I've, you know, occasionally poked my head out and say, well, this might be on offer. But so long as you're hiding in the shadows, nobody will see you. So that gives you courage. You know, what does that give you as far as moving forward? Uh, It gives um, confirmation. It gives confidence. It gives the word that I can think of is recognition, but that's not what I mean. It's like a reaffirmation of what I believed to be true is being projected as being true. And what does that actually make possible for you? Like having all of that and being encoded with that energy now, what does that make possible? Well, it opens new doors. Actually means that I can offer to use these gifts for healing and for working with people and for helping other people to achieve who they are too. And does that close the door to your to the closet of your shadow, of that part <laughs> of your shadow? No, my shadow's still there. I would I would say I've stepped in front of it. So it's kind of there. And it's funny, actually, because this was a visualization many, many years ago for me was there was this shadow on and the visualization was getting the shadow behind me rather than having the shadow in front of me. So that's actually quite powerful that you use that language because because that's where a shadow should be is behind you. Think about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The light has to shine on you in order for there to be a shadow. Whereas before. I'm not quite sure what was going on. I think I was just hiding in the shadow. Hiding in the shadow, exactly. Yeah. So just briefly, because obviously I'm, I'm aware of time and I want, to be able to, I want people to be able to come and find you. Um, one last question, though, about the shadows. 
what is there to learn within the shadows? Because you talk about shadows a lot. So what's the gold in the shadows? So the gold in the shadows is your gifts. Everyone is welcome at the party. Every part of yourself, if you are willing to put your arm around it, like you have a five-year-old that stubbed its toe, you could tell it to hurry up all day long and maybe it's screaming. You could tell it to be quiet all day long, but really what it needs you to do is to go back, walk slowly or give it a piggyback ride, put your arm around it and find out what's really going on and sort of grow it up and bring it up to speed with, with who you are. So when we stop resisting these parts of ourselves and we, so anywhere you're feeling, you know, or you have that fear or you feel stuck, that is part of your shadow. When you embrace your shadow. um, So imagine just the image of your shadow and you're walking along, uh, the sun is shining on you. And so the shadow is behind you, like Lindsay and I were just talking about. And what if you were to turn around and look at your shadow? and really befriend your shadow. What you'll see is that there's some younger part of you that's hurt, that's orbin. You've taken on so much cultural programming, which is a big one. So you've Mm -hmm. just become things that you aren't even. Uh, You've gone through some trauma and you have a huge amount of compassion. And there's part of you that you've had to tuck away and and hide because it wasn't safe to wear that amazing, beautiful color, that amazing, beautiful gift that you are. So there's energetic currency in your shadow. So if you're only given $100 worth of energetic currency a day and you're hiding 25% or 50% of it in the shadow, and then you have you know, some other fears and stuff that you, you're, and, and then you're working and you're using your energetic currency for all different things, but you want to heal or you want to create, you need present time, you need, you need energetic currency. You're releasing and unlocking energetic currency. You're getting present. You're getting up to speed with yourself. And in that you're unlocking a gift your or gifts, and you're able to actually step into them. Just like Lindsay was talking about, she was able to then come out of the closet or come to the next level of coming out of the closet. Cause you haven't fully come out of the closet. You'll be coming out of the closet for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that you haven't made a huge transformation, but there's, I want to say for all women, and I'm still coming out of the closet. There is mm-hmm. a lot for us to come out of the closet about. Absolutely. We're just getting to know the power of who we are. We've been held down for, um, for yeah. so long. There's so, so this is individual and collective. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So I've obviously got a lot more work to do, Prema. Thanks for that. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't say that in that way. Is, is that when we embrace the fact, okay, you know, the um, sport curling, the yes. Olympic sport curling, you know, where they throw the ball on the ice, yeah. you know, and all they do is they keep sweeping out in front of it. So imagine when you start, to, when you unlock a part of your shadow, that you've got that, that energetic ball rolling forward. And, and it's going to go over new territory, but all you have to do is continue to sweep the path in front of it and it'll, it'll gain momentum. It'll go farther. So it's not that we have to bump back into the same thing again. It's just that now we're going to, you're going to stand out more, right? You're going to be out more. So you're going to expand more. So then you might have something else that comes up, but that's okay. You'll have, you have enough courage and confidence to be able to just clear the little piece that's next. Mm-hmm. If we all woke up every day and we we meditated or whatever your process is, mine happens to be meditation. We connected with our hearts. We get aligned with the truth of our being. Alignment and is just, that's where our power truly is. Uh, then we realized, hey, is there anything keeping me from my alignment? Oh, and we addressed that like it was washing our clothes. 
You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it doesn't have to be this big thing. And that's why I create lots of clearing processes in my programs my work with people. So people have things in their pocket. They can like, just let's just go ahead and do, let's just go clear that energy. Mm -hmm. Then you can keep moving forward. So it's not, so we, if we embrace that, this is a way of being as we expand, then it, it's not this big, bad, scary thing. It's not like we have to go back and get locked up again and then come out again. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And it sounds so much nicer. Curling is actually, I have to say curling is really good fun. I did it on one of my son's school trips. I went along as a helper. Awesome. And awesome. <laughs> the whole sweeping bit, A, it's really fun, but B, that can win or lose the game. It can win or lose the game. Yeah. Absolutely. Haven't had curling as a metaphor for a long, long time, but I love that. <laughs> and in fact, you know, you could, and, and that ball keep rolling forward, right? And maybe you decide, you get, you know, you start, you're drinking your coffee and you forget about sweeping and it's still going to go. But if you were in there and just sweeping every little bit out in front of it, so it's nice mm. and smooth, it'll, it'll, that forward momentum will really get some traction. Very good. Love that. So nice. So Prema, if other people want to benefit from this amazing work that you do, which I have really benefited from and enjoyed and will continue to do, um, how can they find you? You can find me at solutionary.com. That's spelled S-O-U-L-U-T-I-O-N-A-R-Y, solutionary.com. Like I mentioned before, you could take the free archetype quiz when you get there, if you want a reading or any of my other um, programs, um, like the Solutionary Blueprint, which is for conscious visionary women who really want to activate their gifts, whether it's for a a project in the world book, whether it's to create your business, step out of your career, or to shift your business to um, really align with your gifts. And you can read about that there as well. And uh, yeah, Um, also I have a YouTube um, channel, very thriving YouTube channel, Prema Lee Guerreri. Uh, You can access my, there I put out um, astrology updates. I'm at Prema Lee uh, Guerreri on social media, and I'm always putting out uh, free content for you to access and align with your energy. Fantastic. I will put the links in the description of the podcast as well so people can access that. And thank you for having me today. I really, really um, enjoyed this juicy conversation. I trust it'll make a difference for somebody who's listening in. And it's always a pleasure to be with you. It's fantastic. Thanks so much, Prem. I really appreciate your time. And I look forward to other people reaching out. Wonderful. Thank you. What did you think of the show today? If you've enjoyed it, please leave a review on whatever podcast platform that you're listening on. Also, you can come and join us at the Facebook group for The Magical Midlife. And on Instagram, if you're on Instagram, I'm under Lindsay DeSwart, where you will find the podcast being released there every Wednesday. I really look forward to seeing you there and hearing your comments and any questions. And please come over to the Instagram account or to the Facebook group where you will find downloads and free gifts to help you lead your most magical midlife. See you there.